Welcome to the Community Corner, the podcast powered by Bevy. I'm your host, Beth McIntyre. In this show, I interview community builders from all spaces in the industry. Stay tuned for actionable strategies to learn and community stories to love, all in 15 minutes. I'm excited to have my next guest, Maddie Birchman, who is Senior Customer Marketing Manager at Braze. Today, Maddie shares the story of Bonfire, their customer community. She explains the steps she took to build the community and the steps they took to get to launch day. Maddie also shared how she got buy-in from her internal team and how cross-functional collaboration plays a role in their community strategy. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Maddie. It's such a pleasure to have you with me today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I want to dive right in. So can you please describe what Braze is and what exactly it is that you do in your role? Definitely. So Braze is a customer engagement platform. Let's say you use Venmo and you've ever gotten a push notification or in-app message or email from them. That's us behind the scenes. Uh, that's our technology. So we're a B2B SaaS company and we've been growing super fast. When I joined, we were somewhere in like the 400 employee range. And now I think we are right around 800. So super exciting phase of the company uh, growing super fast. But so I was brought on as senior community manager in August 2019, where I was responsible for launching and growing a new customer community at Braze. After about a year and a half in that role, so just you know, as of a few months ago, I transitioned over onto a new team at Braze focused specifically on our startup and SMB customers, where I lead sort of all things customer marketing, but community is a big piece of that and continues to be really central to my role. Very cool. That's a huge growth. Yeah, that's like (laughs) doubling in less than two years. (laughs) Yeah, it's been wild. Yeah. And so clearly then the community has helped with that growth. And you've, I mean, it's clearly continued to be an important part of the overall company's goals and, and how you're kind of like proving the value of what you're doing. How did you back then, how did you go about launching and scaling the community? Was that always a part of the plan or did it kind of come afterwards? Yeah. So basically I was hired to build out this community. So Braze, you know, beforehand had already done the legwork of, you know, deciding to invest in building a community, hence why I was hired in the first place. And as well, you know, sourcing a lot of customer feedback that you know, validated that decision and also provided a lot of direction for what it should look like. So that was great. The general objective behind the community was always to just create a space where our customers, specifically more, you know, our end users and practitioners, where they could come together and share best practices and help each other kind of get the most out of our platform. So there was also kind of already a general consensus that Slack was the platform we wanted to use which was good because they had also, you know, sort of set a goal of launching the customer community officially at our customer conference, which was taking place in October. And again, I was hired in August. So it was, you know, definitely a time crunch. I had my work cut out for me. But yeah, so those were sort of the conditions I was coming into as far as kind of like how we went about building it out and, you know, steps we took pre-launch. First of all, I had to do a ton of learning about the product. Um, in the space we're in, because that would inform a lot of our strategy as far as, you know, even everything down to like what channels we would make in the Slack community and what kind of conversations we wanted to curate there, that sort of thing. Connecting with the right internal teams at Braze was huge too, especially customer success, onboarding, product, that sort of stuff. Really just kind of learning more from them about what they thought customers would want out of the community. 
any things they think I should like watch out for or plan for and how they might be uh, willing to get involved or want to be involved in the project as well. So I guess a big part of the process that was big for us was about one month before our target launch date um, for, you know, the official launch of the community at our conference, we did a soft launch with our Firebrands, which is our, uh, basically our customer advocacy group. And this was really key for us for a couple of reasons. So first of all, we could see how this smaller group of customers engage in the community and get their feedback about it. And two, we could start generating content in all of these channels. So customers, you know, when we launched officially, wouldn't be joining a completely empty space. That's like kind of weird vibes. So plus, you know, because we specifically targeted our advocacy group for the soft launch, there was sort of the added bonus that all of these conversations were definitely going to be positive and constructive and really high quality, which was great for kind of setting a precedent for, you know, the type of conversations we wanted to foster um, once we, we did, you know, did our full launch to the rest of our customer base. A really important piece of the pre-launch sort of phase as well was doing internal enablement. So I was able to speak at our company All Hands about Bonfire so that everyone was kind of aware it was coming, clear on what it was all about, understood the launch plan, that sort of thing. And then I did a bit of a roadshow to provide sort of more in-depth enablement to, you know, those key teams again, like customer success, onboarding, just given that they own our customer relationships so that they could help us spread the word you know, and encourage their customers to join once we launched. So, you know, once kind of the official launch day came, as I mentioned, we were aligning it with our annual customer conference, tried to hit this kind of from a few different angles. So first of all, you know, for customers who are attending the conference back in the days of in-person events, uh, that was fun. We had our CEO announce the community during his opening keynote address. Um, and we had a booth set up where our customers could learn more, get help signing up and get some cute bonfire pins and, and that sort of thing. Simultaneously, we also sent an email to our customers announcing the launch so that, you know, anyone who wasn't at the conference didn't miss out. And then by the end of day one, we had 500 members, uh, which was way beyond our expectations. And then, wow. you know, from there, I've really been focused on growing the community and, you know, making sure that new members are continuously joining and engaging and getting more and more out of the community. I really like what you said about the internal buy-in. So the fact that you got to talk to the company and figure out, you know, not just what our community is going to do for you as customer success or as product, but what you can actually do for the community, because you're probably not going to get a lot out of it if you don't put anything into it. And community professionals know that. So it's awesome that you had a chance to kind of teach that to the rest of your team as well and get them involved. Yeah. We've like managed to develop really great relationships with not only customer success, but product in particular has been a really great collaboration internally and, you know, a really beneficial one for us, at least, you know, in my experience in kind of other B2B SaaS companies doing community stuff, customers love, love, love talking about the product and, and giving their feedback. So, you know, a partnership with the product team in particular um, has always kind of been top of mind for me and something that we've been able to, I think, do a really great job cultivating within Bonfire too. Awesome. And you also talked about, you know, since then you've been making sure that new members are getting involved and you're, you know, engaging with members who've been around for a while. So when you look at that, like, engagement cycle, I guess, and you have the people who are new, so you want to capture their interest quickly and get them involved quickly. You have the people who've been there for a while, so you want to keep them engaged. Then you have the people who are like your 
I don't know, veterans almost who've been there for so long and know so much. So you want to really reward them and make sure that they feel like they're, you know, valued. So outside of Slack, what tools or platforms are you using to kind of achieve this engagement and achieve scale growing so quickly? Yeah. So outside of the community to drive registrations and sort of re-engagement in particular, we actually use Braze. So I think, you know, it's called dog feeding, I think, or dog fooding, whatever. But basically- Eating your own dog food. Yeah. <laughs> dog feeding. I think dog feeding works though. <laughs> Either way, you know, well, you know, whatever. But yeah, so, you know, we basically use Braze ourselves to send emails and in-app messages to promote and communicate about the community with our customers at scale. Some of these are automated and recurring. So, you know, one big example in that category is like, once customers hit 30 days or something into their relationship with Breeze, they get a series of emails and in-app messages about the community, introducing it to them, inviting them to join, that sort of thing. So we can make sure, you know, again, as we're growing so quickly and like not only constantly adding, you know, signing new customers, but also having new members join existing customer accounts who have like already gone through their formal onboarding process. You know, as we keep growing, it's really important to build out automation and sort of scale things that way. So that's been big. And we also use that a lot for, you know, sort of more one-off messages, like when we're promoting an AMA or something like that. So it really just lets us kind of meet our customers where they are, specifically, you know, in their inboxes and, you know, working in their own Breeze dashboards and either prompt them to join the community if they haven't already or, you know, remind them why they should continue to come back and engage And then inside of Slack, in the community, big tool that we use uh, that I would highlight is GreetBot, which is an an app or a bot that we use to automate new member onboarding. I think that's a pretty common one in Slack communities. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense to have the automations too. A lot of times when we talk in community about automating things or making, you know, well, yeah, using AI and, and automatic pushes for things and notifications, it can feel a bit strange because community management should be really personable and like should be those, you know, connections and relationships that you're building. But to your point, you know, you automate the things that you want to automate things you can automate so that you have more time to do the personal right. connections and like building the relationships. Yeah, we use Greetbot and I, yeah. I like it. We actually upgraded to the premium version so we could get, I think they're called like ephemeral, however you say that word, (laughs) ephemeral messages. So basically in each channel, we can have, you know, a message that gets sent only to the new member of the channel, not like to the, you know, it doesn't get posted to the channel itself, just like explaining what it's all about or providing like a little template for what their first post, you know, might want to be that sort of thing. So yeah, we're, we're big Greetbot fans over here. That's awesome. And so then you also mentioned AMAs. So are events a part of your community strategy? Yeah, definitely. We've played around a lot with different community programs and events. Some of them were more successful than others, but I would say the AMAs have definitely been our biggest success. Um, They've been a huge lever for us for growth. It all kind of started actually, I guess, like just a little bit over a year ago, kind of like towards the onset of the pandemic. All in-person events were canceled. Webinars were, you know, the big thing, but even people were starting to get like overloaded with those already. And we were trying to kind of think about how we could use 
Bonfire as sort of like a new digital event platform even. So, you know, had this concept of AMAs and decided to run with that, just kind of inviting either an interesting host or, you know, a panel of experts on a particular topic that was relevant to Braze and, you know, the sort of stuff our customers are doing. Just have someone come in once a month and spend an hour in Bonfire answering everyone's questions. And yeah, those have been, you know, again, a huge success for us, not only in sort of like adding value, adding to the value that community members get out of Bonfire beyond just kind of being able to connect with one another, but also in acquiring new members since, you know, customers would have to join the community in order to participate in the AMAs. So, so yeah, they've, again, like been really great for us, always challenging to make sure that we're kind of like pushing ourselves to get really cool hosts and interesting topics and that sort of thing. But yeah, they've been huge for us. That's awesome. And something that can continue virtually. Yeah, exactly. Even when we all can go back to in-person. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Well, I think we're out of time. So I have one more question for you. And it's the question that I ask everybody. And that is, who is a community builder that you would love to grab lunch with? Yeah, I was thinking about this question. I don't know if this is cheating, but I feel like I would say Alexis Ohanian the co-founder of Reddit. I just feel like Reddit to me is like so fascinating and kind of the ultimate community space. So I feel like he would be such an interesting person to talk to. Plus, you know, married to Serena Williams. So might even be able to stage sort of a a meetup with her, which would be a (laughs) (laughs) win-win. Well, I don't think that's cheating. Sweet. But maybe I could (laughs) join you and then we could have like a foursome lunch. Yes, I'm down. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Maddie. It's such a pleasure to chat with you. Yeah, no, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked the show, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to learn more about how to create your own community, go to pod.bevy.com. That's pod.bevy.com. This is the Community Corner, and I'm Beth McIntyre. <laughs>